Welcome to the Friday Night Clive podcast with me, Clive Payne. In this podcast, we look back at the amazing charities, organisations and people we have chatted to over the past few months, all of whom have interesting and important stories to tell. Now, what do you do with your children's school uniform when they either grow out of it or they've left school for good? A lot of uniforms, PE kits and shoes and trainers are simply thrown away when another child could benefit from them. There are a few organisations around that help with the provision of free school uniforms. And joining me on the line now is Christina Murphy, who is the founder of the Swap Shop Scheme in Birmingham. Good evening, Christina. Good evening, Clive. Thank you very much for joining me. First of all, I think this is a brilliant idea. Tell me about Swap Shop. So the Swap Shop is purely a concept of collecting um, and processing unwanted school uniform and of of a good enough quality, providing it back out to people who need it. So, I mean, so people can basically bring items in that are surplus to requirements but are suitable for other children to wear and, if if necessary, then leave with, you know, school uniform that's relevant for their children. Absolutely, and the concept of the swap is to really reduce those barriers to people who might find it a bit awkward, um, you know, having items for free. How long has the scheme been running then, Christina? So I originally set it up in 2018 hmm. in my home with just one rail in the kitchen and kind of put the concept out to the local community who really got behind it. Hence, it's now a full shop load. Where did the motivation come for you to start this? Really identifying that there was a need, but there was also uh, a lot of waste within schools Mm. Um, so at the end of the school year throwing out all the lost property when people didn't claim it into landfill but also noticing that some children just didn't have access to the school uniform that they needed and were being um, you know negatively affected by that and the relationships they have with their teachers doing checks on their school uniform. Now the BBC were with you yesterday morning and I saw that on television and, I mean, you've got yeah. absolutely tonnes of stuff there. And to think a lot of that would have otherwise been discarded to landfill. Absolutely. And, you know, we would have a lot more had we continued to push the concept further and wider across the Midlands. Um, but really, it's storage that, that's an issue that's prevented us pushing it any further mm-hmm. at the moment. I mean, do you have any idea what the cost is for a family to buy a school uniform for, say, two children from new from a high street retailer, roughly? It's hundreds of pounds, really, because Gosh. when we talk about school uniform, obviously, we're not just talking about the shirt and tie and jumper. We're actually talking about the shoes and the coat and the bag and all those items that go along with it and the equipment that's required. So... And it's not just having one of each item either because you've got to get it washed and dried and across the winter months that's really difficult to do if you've only got one of each item. Mm. And I think there seems to be a shift at the moment now where schools are trying to, um, or they're being encouraged I should say, not to put their school logo on say a polo shirt or a sweatshirt simply because then if if it's the right colour then it can be used by anybody then can't it? So it's not necessarily school specific. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the incentive for the new legislation that comes into play. But 
unfortunately, you know, that's down to governing body decisions and, and the interpretation of what's reasonable. But we, we are able to, where schools do have a kind of no logo uh, take or offer that option on their uniform policy, we are able to offer a lot more out to families. Due to the cost of living crisis, um, I guess you've experienced more requests for uniform and PE kits. Uh, that must be, you know, quite demanding on, on your time and resources. It, it's absolutely um, insatiable, I have to say. It's grown exponentially each each year that we've been running, but this year particularly, we've just not been able to keep up with requests for school uniform. Mm. And I guess, you know, talking of the cost of living crisis, that must have an effect on you because I assume that when you have uniform that's donated to you, you, you either wash it or it goes off to be washed or dry cleaned and things. So there's a cost associated with that. Absolutely. Um, we have washing and drying facilities at the location, the shop, but um, the community again has really come into play with volunteering to take bags of the donated items and, and wash and dry them for mm -hmm. us. So they've really taken some of the brunt. But I have to say, in the winter months, um, we do, we are in coats and scarves and gloves in order to put orders together um, because we're trying to cut down on our costs. And that was last year, so this year will be far worse for mm. us. I mean, how are you funded then, Christina? We, we have donations. We do fundraising events when we have capacity. Um, and we also put in for small grants when we can. And how successful has that been? Well, it's kept us going until now. Um, mm. However, as I said, we're, we're full to capacity and we're struggling to cope with demand. So in terms of funding, you know, that is a real issue for us going forward because we're seeing requests from further afield, um, from different um, agencies requesting for the most vulnerable people in particular. And we want to be able to respond to those but where we can't make connections with schools further afield because we can't take their lost property and we can't collect from that local community, you know, it really limits what we can do, and that's down to funding. Sure. Now, you mentioned a second ago about the new rules on expensive branded uniforms. Do you think that's going to be uh, of benefit for the work that you do? I think it, it will be of benefit. However, I don't think that it will have the impact that people believe that it will in many locations and I think that using uniform as a way of socially excluding certain groups of the community will still be on the table for some governing bodies mm. um, what one governing body thinks is reasonable is not necessarily what another will think is reasonable and therefore that will have an impact in terms of accessing that education provision Sure. Now do you charge families who need to use the swap shop? No, we don't charge them anything. So there's no charge at all. So somebody that, that um, you know, is really quite, you know, desperate, they can actually come and effectively come away with, you know, a school uniform for their children then? No, no, char no, no charge? Absolutely, no charge. I mean, people are often shocked when they say that and we say, you know, do you want an additional jumper? Do you want additional items? And they really are... You can tell they're saying no, but then when they find out, oh, it's, it's free, then all of a sudden, yeah, actually, it would be helpful to have another one mm. so that I can wash this one. Um, and they are really stunned that, you know, we are offering this service for free. Uh, do you know how many families you've helped over the years? Because it must be, you know, immense, really. It is. It really is. It's hundreds. I mean, we've had nearly 3,000 requests prior to 
and the summer and we'd only been keeping records for a couple of years so mm. um this summer as i said we haven't crunched the numbers yet and we're still responding to requests and having our shop having queues out the door so that will have increased massively but it, it is like i said growing year on year and it's hundreds and hundreds if not going into thousands mm. And I mean, what's the ratio for, you know, between demands and, and donations? Is it fairly evenly balanced? Because you say you've got, you know, you've had to turn stuff away because of not having the storage for it. Well, we've never turned it away yet. Okay, but fair enough. we're not enough. proactively right. um, engaging with other schools. If schools approach us, we will absolutely open our doors to that. Mm-hmm. But before we were actively seeking that engagement, um, but like I said, with social on space, we, we can't do that at the moment. No. Now, according to the Money Saving Expert website, other obviously um, Money Saving ex- uh, websites are available as well. Uh, the only council offering a uniform grant is Sandwell. So what's the back to school uniform grant and why do you think it's only available in a few areas? Well, I'm actually quite shocked at that because in previous years, it was only Birmingham that didn't offer um, the grant, all the other areas generally had something in place. Um, so for it now to go where Sandwell's the only one, it is quite a surprise given that people are really even more struggling. Um, and the back to school uniform grant is, is kind of a, an amount of money that you can apply for, but it's means tested as I understand it. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's still in line with three school meals or pupil premium elements. Um, there's that application stage, which obviously can be a barrier to some families accessing it. And as I understand it, it's not open to all school age children either. It's only reception year seven to 11. Um, and, and on top of that, it's actually only offering £20 to £25 if they're secondary for mm-hmm. each um, child. So realistically, that's not going to get you very far. No, it seems not. And I think, you know, either the, the safest thing to do is to go to um, a, a money comparison website or uh, talk to your local authority uh, as well to find out where, whether they're involved and, and, and how they are involved. If people want to drop off unwanted uniforms, where can they go, Christina? Because uh, I'm sure there's people now that have suddenly thought, oh, crumbs, I'm sure there's such there's so, such and such uniform in upstairs that's not doing anything. So if they want to donate it on, where do they go? Well, I mean, some people post it into us to our shop location in Rubery. Um, and I think that for the black country, that would be probably the only option unless they were prepared to travel to a donation drop-off point because they're predominantly in South Birmingham at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, that's so not... It's quite, that's, it's quite difficult, really. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a million miles away from here, though, of course. Uh, and I mean, no. yes, you, as you allude to, you're primarily Birmingham-based, but you do help families around the West Midlands. Uh, what's the best way for people to contact you if they want to use the swap shop? Um, the best way at the moment prior to her children going back to school would be to to literally come in and visit the shop when it's open. Right. Um, but failing that, if if once their children have returned to school and they still need items, then contacting us either via the website or by phone or by Facebook. Um, we have lots of different mechanisms. So if they just Google us, then it should come up with various avenues that they might be able to find one they're comfortable with. Okay. Do you want to give your website and phone number a mention? 
My phone number, I don't know off the top of my okay, head. Okay, I'll but, find um, that. That'll be on your website, won't it? So I'll find that because obviously yeah. not everybody uses the internet. So tell me your website anyway then, Christina. So it's www.rubryswapshop.co.uk. Okay, so that's rubryswapshop.co.uk. And swap is spelt with an O as opposed to an A in this context, isn't it? It is, yes. Christina Murphy from Rubery Swap Shop, thank you very much for talking to Friday Night Clive. That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 8pm. If you like our podcast, please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by Clive Payne and produced by Andy Caddick.